بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم on the existence of the creator and his wisdom part 3 by fatin sabri there is wisdom behind natural disasters and suffering to teach us that we must adhere to God's natural and moral laws as natural disasters may happen when man violates God's laws. This is number one. That's one lesson. The second lesson, suffering of the righteous comes with the promises of a great reward and blessings from God. The third lesson Natural disasters bring out the best in some people in terms of the display, in terms of the display of the elevated human values and charity. In any case, it must be noted that God did not make this world permanent. This world is temporary and everything in life is limited by time. When its time finishes, it dies or it ends. Neither the good things of this world are everlasting, nor are the bad things eternal. We are here for a short time, and we are being tested. Those who pass this test will find an eternal world that is perfect and permanent. Those who fail this test shall see the consequences of their sins and corruption. Our deeds are foreknown to God in his record, but they are not preordained for us against our will. But they are not preordained for us against our will. They are only preordained in his pre uh, science. Again, they are only preordained in his pre-science. In the same way, we foresee in the light of knowledge of our children's characters that they will make a wrong choice before they actually make it. And for God is the highest of examples. We did not impose their choice upon them against their will even though we may have expected that choice. God preordains the intentions and hearts of man. If these are evil, man will come to evil. If good, good will be his fate. Predestination doesn't contradict with the freedom of choice as God predestines us based on his complete knowledge of what our choices and intentions will be. Man in his freedom may act contrary to what satisfies God, but he cannot do anything in contradiction to God's will. God granted us freedom to transgress against his wishes. We disobey him. But he gave no one the freedom to transcend his will. This freedom is further affirmed by our experience that it is impossible under any pressure to compel the heart to accept anything it does not want to. 
We can force anyone through threats and force them to stay with us, but no pressure whatsoever can make them love us. God has safeguarded our hearts from all forms of compulsion and duress. This is why God judges according to what is in the heart and rewards according to the intention which is visible to no one but him. Man has a freedom of choice in relation to what he knows and controls. He is preordained with regard to what he does not know or control. Judgment follows responsibility. Thus, God will not just uh, thus God will not judge us for our physical appearance, our social status, or tribal affiliations. Nor will He punish us for failing to stop the sun in its orbit. God could have compelled man to believe by revealing incontestable signs or miracles, and he could make us obey him without giving us the choice, but compulsion is not a part of the divine law. He wants us to be free to obey or disobey, as freedom with strife is more honorable to man than slavery with happiness. Again, uh, he wants us to be free to obey or disobey as freedom with strife is more honorable to man than slavery with happiness. Judgment and reward is meaningless without choice. Judgment and reward is meaningless without choice. Benevolence is the rule in the universe, while evil is the exception. Evil in the universe is like the shaded spaces in a painting. If you come very near to the painting, you will see these parts as defects and faults. But if you draw back and take a general view of the painting as a whole, you will discover that the shades are necessary and indispensable in fulfilling an aesthetic function with, within the structure of the, net, of the artwork. It is not possible for us to know health if disease did not exist. Health glitters as a crown on our heads that is only known when we are ill. Likewise, it's impossible to know beauty if ugliness did not exist or to know which is normal without getting acquainted with the abnormal. The universe's imperfections, the universe's imperfections are the essence of its perfection, just as the curving shape of the bow is the essential feature of its usefulness. A straight-shaped bow would be unfit for shooting arrows. Hardships and sufferings sort out men and reveal their true nature. Sickness bequeaths immunity. Suffering engenders strength. These 
Tribulations are trials by which we know our true natures. They are tests which determine our degrees in the sight of God. Uh, believe that we came to earth for nothing, just to eat. If we believe that we came to earth for nothing, just to eat, sleep and die, and then we go back to nothing, then we might get even worse than what we expect. If we believe that we were created for an important purpose and that after death a beautiful afterlife awaits us, we might get better than what we expect. We can safely assume that the disappointment and fear of the atheist when he meets the creator after death will be far worse than that of the believer if he finds nothing awaiting him. In any case, in any case, a believer will never lose as a life with faith is a far happier life by all accounts. The Creator is unique and we should not try to project our attributes and failings to Him or on Him. If a battery-operated toy could imagine, it would most probably think that it was made by a battery-operated being. Human beings fall into this trap. We cannot imagine that God exists in his own essence without a cause because we see everything around us in need of such a cause. Causation is a law for us who live in space and time. God who created space and time is necessarily transcendent in relation to both and it is an error on our part to think that he is bound by either. It is God who created the law of causation and we cannot consider him as a subject to the law he created. Therefore, God does not change. He created the time, so he is not subjected to time. He does not go through the same stages of time that we go through, does not get tired, and does not need to put himself in a physical form or descend to earth. Therefore, we cannot see him in this life because we are trapped in time and space while he transcends both. For example, a person sitting in a windowless room can only see the room's interior. To see outside, he must leave the room. That is to say, he must overcome the room as a hindrance to see the outside. God, through noble by reason, is also known by conscious. Just as our thirst for water is a proof that it exists, our yearning for justice is a proof to us that a just God exists. Alhamdulillah.